last will be first. What a day, I'm telling you. This is Jimmy Nanette, and we, well, I always have to mention Mr. Chevy because he's with us. He is this time. He was not with us last week because We why? were in Florida. What were we doing in oh Florida? Oh my gosh. Having what the were time we not doing in Florida? <laughs> it was so much fun. I'm really, I was, was. sad to come back home. I, I begged Honestly, you to I, stay. No, I was too. I felt no, the same no, way. No, but I no. just, I'm Mr. Responsible here. I felt like we needed to get back. Why? So we could sit here? Mr. Chevy. Oh, my gosh. Chevy was doing great with Faith. Very, very good. No, I I really wanted a few more days. I know, but, you know, you always do that on trips. You always beg for more. It's like, no, we got to get back to real life. But we're not in real life yet. We're (laughs) still... Well, in and solitude. two, it was cha-ching, and we didn't have reservations, and oh, blah, blah, no. blah. There's I, a lot. I, a lot of reasons, of obviously. Okay. Next but, time. But I'm doing me, two weeks. Okay, so before I sound like I'm just party pooper over here. <laughs> yes. I want to welcome our guests. Yes. Those that are listening, this is show number 32. Two. Yeah, I you got it. Can you believe it? 32 episodes. That just sounds like a lot. Feels like we just started last week. Uh, it doesn't to me. It doesn't? No. It feels like they've been doing this for years. Yeah. Because you're such a pro, that's why. Uh, right. I am a pro. you've got the best oh, voice. Oh, here we go. In podcast world. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about what we're going to talk Keep about. Keep eating the mic. That will I'm help. eating the mic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're back in our bouncy room. And actually, last what? week when we took our roadcaster with us. Right. Adam listened to the show, so it was the best sound we've ever had. Adam, the pod father, and our executive and producer, we were, Curry. We had, what, tile, wood, oh, floors, there was, with no we blankets were in a hanging up. We were in a kitchen. A kitchen. Okay. <laughs> in so, a condo. And there was noise outside. It was of course, shocking. we were on the beach, so there's the beach outside, and there's people playing music and vehicles going up and down the beach, and... So we were like, oh, there's no telling what's going to happen. But it came off really it well. Was way, it was The roadcaster performed. Way better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Because he, he complained. Well, I don't want to say the word complained. No, he, he pointed out. He points out quite a bit That's of our issues. That's why I pay issues, him so much. Right. Here in our office, our studio, but not there. This doesn't make sense. We're good to go. Hopefully. I think a lot of it was me backing too far off the mic and creating. Oh, okay. yeah, who knows? Anyway, we'll see how it goes today. I'm so sure I guess we'll hear I am from the you. pro and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of truth in that. <laughs> no. By the way, speaking of Adam and Tina Curry. I know. Oh, where here are we they? go again. Where are they right where now? Where we were supposed to be with them in Italy, but that's okay. Next year, we're going to Japan. All Maybe, of us. Yeah, we're, we're looking we're, at we're it. We're looking at it. I think it'll be I had a friend that Evan trip. Archula went. To Japan with his family. No, just with Mimily, his wife. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, it was just them. And he came back and he said, I would move there. I would would move there tomorrow. Now, obviously, he went as a tourist. He didn't know the whole culture. But from a tourist American (laughs) perspective, what he liked was how peaceful it was and how clean... And orderly it was, which that fits right in with Evan's <laughs> mindset for yes. sure. It's his personality. 
But I would like to experience that he said cleanliness. The peace. And, the peace. Yes, yes. There's just a, they, they really they as a culture they they strive for that. I strive for moving through. How do you strive for peace? You know, you lean into, you receive, you accept. So apparently, it was very impactful for him. So that kind of inspired me of saying, you know, I would like to explore. So anyway, we've so talked we're, about we're, it with Curry's. We may yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. She Who wants knows? to come back and start planning it. You know, if we did that, then we might could do a crossover podcast there in well, from oh, Japan. That's a good That idea. would be fun. Hmm. So last week, Panama Beach, Panama City, City Beach, Beach, we worked out how many days? I mean, so we're Six on a carnivore journey and we're also, so we're in the middle of our sabbatical. Actually, we're further, <laughs> we're on the other half of our sabbatical. We we're, a week from Sunday. A week from next Sunday. So we've still got a couple of weeks. And um, we've been focusing on our mind, our body, and our spirit. Exactly. Spent the first few weeks really dialing in on the spiritual side of things. Now, we didn't abandon the spirit to go focus on the others. Right. It's, it's foundations and layers. And so, so we focused on the spirit and really got some rhythms, some healthy, mm-hmm. healthy devotional mm-hmm. rhythms. For and, sure where we both have our times in the morning and we come back and what did you learn? What's God speaking? Sometimes we're texting each other from each end of the house going, oh my gosh, this quote's amazing from, you know, whatever. So when we came back together, that's amazing. So, so we got our rhythm set in. Then we went to focus on the body, on the physical, which we kind of started anyway right at the beginning because we re-embraced our keto, our ketogenic diet journey, which we did for years. And then we, after COVID, totally botched that. Yes. Which then, most people did. It's yeah, really it was hard. I've, I've seen a lot of videos and people who said, I just fell apart during COVID because of these lockdowns. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So I don't get on a rant. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's not this show. No, it's that's not, not this, this show. About. We're living up in a down world. Right. So. But we do realize it's a down world. So, <laughs> that's for sure. Especially now. So then we focus on the body. So we started our keto journey and wow, just already we were like, it feels good to feel good again. feels good to be eating right again. Then what then did we, we do? we switched to carnivore. We upped with, our game. a little bit. I would say more ketovore because we, we added fruit. Ketovore sounds like you're keto, but a little more, we're actually more carnivore with a tiny bit of keto. Just a tiny bit, which is just fruit because yeah. keto... Consists of vegetables, salads, fruit, berries, and yeah, yeah. yeah and we're basic we're only incorporating the maybe about one serving of fruit a day or every few days. Right, just depends. But we're really, really drilling down on the meat, and that has been so. Share your experience. It was really hard version. because at first you're sp- mm-hmm. on the carnivore diet. You're supposed to eat a lot of fat, and I was one that grew up with you don't eat the fat. You Everybody trim it. grew up that we were yes. all told I, fat I, will make you fat. Exactly, and or so give you a I heart even attack. went through a time in my life where I did everything low fat. Well, not Everybody the carnivore did. diet. You do everything with high fat, so that's why it's okay to do um, cheese, heavy cream. But butter. they want butter, lots, lots of, of butter. butter. But your your meat, you need to eat the highest fat content meat you can eat so now when we go in to order meat like from um Smokey's barbecue over in bernie by the way i would give a high yes, triple thumbs amazing. up if i had three thumbs they would all be up i only have two but if i had three all three would be up 
It was phenomenal. It was. The guy running that place, I don't know who he is, but he was amazing. We we went in and said, we just want to order meat. He's like, you came to the right place. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like, what do you want? So we hooked, he hooked us he up. He hooked us up. So we had lots of wow. meat. And I but, said, I want marbled fatty cuts. Right. He said, no problem. <laughs> Boy. But at the wow. very beginning of this, mm-hmm. eating this heavy meat was very hard on me. And I was nauseated. Well, it was hard on me too, our stomachs. Not as much as me. True, true. It was very hard. And I think I was telling Tina after a couple of weeks, I was like, I don't know if I can continue mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah, I remember. And then, then I hit this threshold. And I don't know what happened, but I think it was about the middle of our time in Panama City no, Beach. No, it was, was it at the beginning. That? Yes. Oh, oh, early on. It was okay. I it hear was you. Bef- right before we got oh, there. Oh, I'm thinking when all the energy kicked in and no, but just the like, stomach. Whoa. I didn't feel full. I didn't feel heavy. Gotcha. Then the energy kicked in in Panama City, like unbelievable energy. Both of us. And her and I, we would walk in our neighborhood, and I didn't have any energy to walk, and I was having to really strive to walk. Oh, when she gets back, well, it's going to brutalize heat, her. Yeah, but the well, heat is too much right Right, now. but what and I'm saying is, is you're on fire right now with energy. The energy level is has really gone, uh, and I would never have, I mean, it in my mind, I can't comprehend all, eating fat and getting thinner, too. It doesn't make sense. And we're definitely getting thinner. I mean, oh. I just went back and pulled my, all my old clothes out and started wearing them. Awesome, too. Like, wow. Some really cool stuff. Yeah. So it's it's amazing. But it's not just about that, but it is about feeling. It's about health. Good. But I feel really good. good on keto. Yeah, I did, too. Yeah. I've, and I don't know if this is different than that because of going through that couple of weeks time when it was yeah. so bad. Now, I don't remember how great I felt on keto, but. Anyway, yeah, it's kind of hard to remember back. That yeah, was, and I and I could I'm still leaning that I could go either way, but I don't want to go off of ketovore no matter what. It just for me, I'm sticking with carnivore because yeah. I've never felt better in my life, yeah. and it and I had hypertension. I was and it's on gone. blood pressure medicine, and I took a risk. I said, you know what? I'm going to go off this medication because I I'm trying to get off every supplement, mm-hmm. every kind of medication. I went off of it. Uh, if Jason, we've been checking your... If Dr. Your, Jason Pete hears this, he'll go, you did what? <laughs> but we've been but checking I, your blood I, pressure every, every day. Every day. I did it incrementally until we went to Panama City Beach, and I literally stopped my blood pressure medicine because I literally had faith that this was going to work. Because I've been really digging into the science of this and our bodies, and I was confident that it would work. So while we were there, it was like 140 over 70 something. It's still or a little high. A little high. But according to Dr. Ken Berry, that's really not high. Those standards were set at a different time. Well, it was 120 over 60. And now he's saying 140 over 80 is the right. new standard. I don't, I'm not sure if that's so, correct. But so that's we what went he along says. and I was bouncing around 140 on, on the top. And, uh, and you were a little nervous, but I was like, no, no, I feel good about this because I have never felt better. I've never had more energy. Um, I mean, brain fog gone. I mean, it's, it's, but I can't today even, it was in the one twenty. today. I, 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 we got back and this is the first time I've checked it since we got back from vacation and yeah, one twenties, it was like one twenty like, over 72. Yes. Perfect. I mean, literally 
perfect. It's been complete. How long have you been off your medication? Uh, about two weeks now, at least. I think it's been longer than that. Maybe we were a little gone. long because I started phasing it out. Oh, okay. I was doing every other day. So I was weaning off of it because I did read about it. I did my research. I made sure I didn't do anything stupid. And it said I could go off my Ulsa Martin, which is for cholesterol, which I'm so not worried about now. And then it was the other was, uh, you might want to wean off of that, consult your doctor, blah, blah, blah. And I so I did wean off of it, and then I went cold turkey. I said, I'm done. So I didn't even bring it with me on the trip ah. on purpose so that I would kind of ride it out. Anyway, all that to say is my hypertension is gone. It's been completely reversed and healed. Glory to God and Thank you, carnivore well, diet. and so. this is the thing. We're not just doing diets randomly. No. We're literally asking the Lord, show us what's good for us. Because totally. what's good for us is not always good for other people. That's right. And you have to determine what's best for your body and for, you know. Good point. Because everybody is different. And some people can't tolerate just meat. And, so, and, and thank you for saying that. So I would agree with you and say, we're not telling people they should do it. Right. You need to do your own research and what, what is, and what are your goals? My goal was not to lose weight. I, well, you wanted a few pounds A little off. bit, but I knew that would come whether we did keto or whatever, that, that would come off. I knew that was going to happen, but it wasn't the ultimate goal. It was not primary. Primary was health, overall health. Getting rid of what's called visceral fat, which mm-hmm. is the fat around your organs, which is the dangerous fat. Right. The fat on your thighs is not dangerous. The fat around it's your actually liver, healthy. Right. The fat are, yeah, it's, it's actually God's gift to, in case of famine, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a prim, it's a primal thing. Exactly. Our ancestors had to store up fat for lean times. It's different now, so we don't have to do that. But that's why our bodies do that and respond that way. So getting rid of that visceral fat is the healthiest thing you can do. And ketogenic diet is great for that. Carnivore diet is great for that. We did keto. It was great. But I, I wanted to up the game. I, what I, I don't to go for it. What I found out when I was doing the low-fat diet years and years ago is they would add extra sugar. So you're... You're, you're eating low-fat products, but they're adding, especially if you're eating a lot of processed stuff, which is so bad for you anyway. Yeah. They're adding sugar and the taking out the fat. The food industry has yes. contaminated the ketogenic really diet by introducing so I'm a totally bunch of junk. So totally against low-fat diets. Yeah. Well, and, and for and us, we're not doing any processed food at no, all. No, I mean and literally. And that was the thing. With the ketogenic diet that we were doing, we were adding the all these Atkins, to. Slim Fast, all these bars bread keto bread there's no such thing they're all still processed so let me say this again the food industry yes. has completely contaminated mm-hmm. the ketogenic diet by introducing all these processed snacks yes peanut butter cups and clusters does sound good but anyway <laughs> i digress all that it's fully processed and it will it will completely derail your ketogenic yes. is not which pure is ketogenic why, diet. Which is why when we tried keto back um, I don't know, a year ago and we were buying all that stuff. We didn't do that the first time. We started buying all that because hey, this is available now. And and I look was what doing happened. Workout supplements. I was right. doing Spark from Avocare, which is full of sugar and caffeine. All that stuff. So, yeah, all those things we were doing, all these supplements, um, was actually detrimental to what we were trying to do. Exactly. So we're completely off all of those. Right. No sugar. I don't remember the last time we had sugar, unless it was accidental. 
Yeah, I don't think uh, so. Literally nothing. Unless when we ate out at Panama City Beach, if any of the restaurants added sugar to, to any of the bacon. meats. <laughs> Sometimes bacon's got you know sugar yeah. added. But we were very a, careful about even buying bacon. And we talked to each of bacon. the waiters and waitresses and said, this is what we're doing and mm. this is what we want. And they were great. Yes. Speaking great. of that, let's, let's move off of that onto the favor factor. So we prayed before our trip. We prayed for Adam and Tina as they went on their trip to Amsterdam, Italy, Spain. No, Amsterdam, Spain, Italy. They're in Italy And then they're now. going back to Amsterdam. And going back to Amsterdam to spend time with his family. But we prayed for them. We prayed for ourselves. We asked the Lord for favor. Mm-hmm. Lord, would you grant favor with every clerk, every attendant, every ticket agent, every... Airline, every steward or stewardess. I mean, just we asked God for favor. So we we moved in the in what's called, and those of you listening, listen to this, heads up on this. We moved in the spirit of appeal. Father, we appeal to you. Would you grant us favor? So it's a question. Mm-hmm. Would you, would you, would you? After that, we moved on to declaration. And that's where we move from appeal to declaration. Now, prayer of declaration is just what it sounds like. We declare favor over our lives. We declare the favor of God on us according to God's word. In Psalm 30, verse 5, says, uh, Psalm 5 says he surrounds you with favor, favor as a, like a shield. Yeah. Psalm 30, verse 5, his anger lasts for a moment, but his favor lasts for a lifetime. So we declared God's word over us. His word is his will. So when you declare his word, you're declaring his will and his over will- your life means his desire, which I love that. His desire, which means his will for us is is what he desires for us. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. I love that. I just heard that this week. I want to encourage you in your prayer life, take both approaches. Mm -hmm. Come in the spirit of appeal. Come in the spirit of declaration. Appeal means you're asking. Father, would you? Don't say, Father, I just ask you to. That doesn't even make sense. Father, would you? Then you move into the place of declaration because you now know you have the word of God on it. And when you have the word on it, you can be quite clear. I declare in the name of Jesus that, that favor will go before us. And it's exactly what happened. From the moment we left our home to the moment we came back. It How was many unbelievable. cool conversations did we have with waiters and waitresses? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody we ran into. Even our waiter. And locals. Locals there in our Florida. Our waiter at that really oh, nice uh, seafood Captain place. Captain Anderson's. Wow. That was amazing. Shane. Yeah. He said, his family's from Bernie. We're like, what? Oh, yeah, he goes, do you know where Bernie is? Well, yes, we do all of our shopping there. We go to the gym there. We're 20 minutes from Bernie. I was pretty shocked at and that. And he was such a neat young man. He was very respectful. And he was so gracious. He kept hanging out at our table, even mm-hmm. though the place was crushed, because it's oh. one of the most, it's like top 10 in Florida oh, for seafood. wonderful. And he was just hanging out and standing at our table. Our food was getting cold at one point, because he was just hanging out with mm-hmm. us. But I loved every second. I mean, I kept thinking, this is the favor factor. Mm-hmm. This is God. He's drawn to us for a reason, not because we're amazing, but because God in us is amazing. That happened everywhere. I know. So let me tell you a miracle that happened. (laughs) TSA. Hey, I'm telling you, my Bible says miracles happen. According to Pastor Eddie Freeman, my Bible says the same thing. Mm -hmm. Miracles still happen. TSA. 
All right, just the very letters TSA puts the fear of God in people. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know, it's almost like saying the DMV. That's another. Oh, gosh. That's another. That's oh, for sure. Don't, please. So we're at Panama City Beach Airport, which is a small airport. Remind me of that really show, like Wings. It. Yes, I know, yes. I loved it. The Everybody was nice. Oh, it was so sweet. Doing our baggage, doing our tickets. And he was the, the pilot, pilot as well. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. But it was a small airport. Mm-hmm. But we go there. It's international, which is shocking. Nice airport. We go through TSA. I have to unpack everything. I had four iPads. No, three Three iPads, a, com- a laptop computer, three mm-hmm. iPads, a laptop, and the Rodecaster Duo, which is what we're doing the, the podcast through. It's the equipment, all the microphone. I had to unpack all of that out of my backpack. I had my back. My backpack weighed 70 pounds. Oh, my gosh. And it's not even that big. But anyway, got it all in there. And I'm like, do I have to? Un- yeah, you need to unpack everything. We didn't have to do that in, in Austin, Austin, which was great. So I unpack everything. And my phone, get everything repacked because it took a minute for me to get everything back together. And you know how it is in those lines. You don't want to. But there wasn't that many people there, so it wasn't that bad. But anyway, we get up to our gate. I feel my pocket. And I'm like, my phone's not in my pocket. Oh, it's in my backpack. I go through my backpack. It's not there. And I realize I left it in one of those bins. bins which anybody could have picked up. Not only it, it would, was that my phone, it was credit cards and my driver's, driver's license. license. So I'd be more tore up about some of that than I would my phone. You can replace a phone. But anyway, so I, I was actually very calm about it. I was quite shocked. I not, decided because, not you're to you're a panic. calm person. But still, that's pretty unnerving. It was. And I got up, I walked back to, which wasn't very far because it's a small <laughs> airport, hallelujah. It wasn't DFW or, or Chicago O'Hare. So I walked back and I walked right through. It says, do not enter to go back in. I walked right in and right up to the TSA agents. And they're like, could we help you? They were nice, but could we help you? I said, I left my phone. And I said, are you sure it's here and it's not in your backpack? I said, we checked our find my phone. It's, it's right here. <laughs> no, but you went back twice. The yes, first time I, I came back they to said, look. come back and check your I backpack one them, more time. went back, checked the backpack, yeah. came back with find my phone. I said, because my wife had the phone. You had the phone. I told them that. And they, and they went into action. They tore that place apart. Like and six. then she said, just call it. And, and you yeah. said, well, yeah, I don't have the ringer on. She goes, I'll hear the vibration. So she turned off the fans. So there were so fans because the airport was hot because it's hot everywhere in, oh, the, in the world right now. The world's on fire there. right now. She turned off all the fans in that area, which was, I was like, this is amazing. And she was so gracious. And she said, all right, everybody, be quiet for a minute. I mean, she told the whole mm-hmm. six TSA agents to shut up. And they shut down all the machines, and they said, call it. So we called it, and she said, I hear something. They tore, they went through bin after bin after bin and tore that place apart and found, she goes, I got it. And she was so excited. They all started started clapping. clapping. What? What? (laughs) Okay, don't tell me there's not still miracles and God doesn't still. Adam has a real hard time with TSA, but (laughs) they had a good... They experience a, too. So that's true. We had a they great get a bad experience. rap, but you they know do. what? Because they have people. a hard job. Yeah, they do. They do. But and people boy. are jerks flying right now. 
They are. I know I said that. But God had his favor on you. And I just thank them. And at first, you know what? When you first went back down to look for Mm -hmm. it, and I was still sitting there, I was just going, really, God? Everything has been it's been wonderful. Everything. This is so not the way I want to end my trip. <laughs> yeah, with a lost so phone. So I began to pray, and then I f- Aww, didn't even think about find my phone app on my phone until you came back and you said, "Hey, hey, find my your phone. Check because you're always checking up I on was, me where I'm at." Yeah, so <laughs> yes, that's true. But God is so good. Oh, he is so God is good. good. But I'm just saying, those TSA agents were great, and they were fun, and. I got to tell you, I was so blessed by that. And I just said, I cannot thank you enough for your attitudes. I just, I, I went past oral on them. I practically loved, I mean, it was crazy. I've never seen that in an airport before. No, I haven't either. And it was so the favor of well, God. A lot of times, That's why when I came back, I was so happy. Right. I right. told you, I said, I mean, we I found it. Like, but not only did we okay? found, find it, these people were amazing. amazing. They mm-hmm. bent over backwards to yes. take care of me. So, yay for the TSA agents in the Panama City Beach Airport. Which I want to go back as soon as we can. We are going to go back. That was such a good experience. The trip was, I'm going to, dare I say it, use a word that some Christians get weird about. It was magical. It really was. It was enchanted. I, I felt the peace of God, the favor of God. I can't even explain. And not only that, just such a love for you. Aww. Us getting away together. Even though we've been here every day. We have, home, but it's home. It's a little different. Something There's something about going away. About going away together. And I just, I'm already in love with Aww. you. I already love you. I'm in love with you. But I, if you could even say that I re-fell in love with you, I know that sounds weird. But I don't even know what words to use, honestly. But literally, it was one of my favorite times Aww. in our 30 years of marriage. Me too. And I Why think, do you think I asked if we could stay a few more <laughs> no, days? I, I didn't want that. I get it. I well, so because I do get know it. once do. we get back in the groove a week from Sunday, <laughs> it's, you know. Game on, right? Yes. Yeah, we're back in. And you know what? But we're not the same people. No. no. We, God has done such a work in us that we will go back into our work life joyfully by the way i'm getting excited about it because i know we're not the same people we were god has done such a deep work in us and i'm forever grateful forever grateful we're very blessed to have a board and staff board of directors that are so um supportive supportive of us loving and and want the best for us Mm -hmm. because they know that they'll get the best of us if if we take care of our temple, that is and true. Take care of our marriage. And it's kind of like when your family. parents are healthy, mm-hmm. the family's healthy. What's odd is we haven't hardly talked to Faith except through text. Yeah, our own daughter, our youngest We've daughter, who's on what? staff at our church. Yes, two times. Yeah, in seven weeks, six yeah, weeks, hardly just. But here it's and just there. because we're with her working at the church. We're really, you know, we're trying to be. Um, kind of separate from the church as much as, much as we can and not yeah. get sucked into it because we can. Because our minds go there. Once our, your mind goes there, it's hard mm-hmm. to disengage. Yes. And so... But we do think about the people a lot. Oh, we talk we about it. We're like... We, ah. Well, we saw Amy. 
Yes. When we went to the cleaners, she'll be, she'll today. be here. She'll hear that she loves our podcast. Amy, we love you so much. Amy Moore. She works at the cleaners, and we had to go pick up our bedding. Mm-hmm. And we, I so enjoyed talking to Amy. I did too. It was like. <gasps> One of our people. I, 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 I literally felt that I didn't say anything to you, but I noticed that we just stayed there a long time until I kept looking car to see if there were cars behind know, us. Nobody too. was but behind us because I think God good to wanted talk us to. One of our church members that we love. It felt it was funny. It's almost like we're desperate. <laughs> like, yes. Oh my gosh, a real conversation with a church person. I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, so good to see you. But anyway, we love Amy so much, and and thank you, Amy, for listening to, to the, our podcast, and just good to see you today can't wait to see the church. This is going to be a family reunion when we go back. I know. Well, I've had many dreams this week. I know, me about too. About going back. It's freaky. I know. Why really are we is. dreaming about this? Because it's coming up really It's coming fast. fast and you know, yes. I don't have a lot of spiritual dreams. I have freaky, weird. But when you do, you remember But them. when I do, I remember, and I've been having some dreams. Some of them are a little frightening and demonic, and, and I know where that's coming from. I know the source of all that. A dark enemy hates what we've done. He hates that we we didn't take a sabbatical. We received the mm-hmm. gift of sabbatical, and he hates that. Mm-hmm. And we haven't squandered it, and we've worked through it. So, all right, we've gone on and on, but we we just so f- we're full. Our tanks are full. Pastor Eddie Freeman from Gateway Church in South Lake has been our coach and mentor. Through this, although once we started, he's like, hands off, don't even text me. I mean, like, I don't want to hear from <laughs> you, you for two months. And you had to text him to ask him if he could preach. And he's preach. like, you're not even supposed to be thinking about but this. <laughs> it's coming up soon, and you do need someone to fill so the pulpit. So he's preached at, at our church twice, twice, and, you know, some little information gets through from time to time, and mm-hmm. people have loved him and adored him, as we do. And so... Um, so he has coached and mentored us well through this. He set us up for success. And he's been meeting with our staff, which I yeah. love because they they can, you know, draw some yes. nuggets from him that he... Because we're part of has. the Gateway yes. Church's network. Yes. And he's just come in and really carried the load for mm-hmm. us. So thankful, Pastor Eddie. And uh, a dear brother and a dear friend. Well, I want to switch gears for for the last part of the show, and I want to talk a little bit about some of the things we've been learning, some of our learnings within this. And and a while back, I even said it in a message, maybe in the last message or two that I preached before we started the sabbatical, which was now what six weeks ago, however long it's been, and it was um it was basically a declaration, and it was a declaration that I give up. You know, it's not often as a Christian you go, I just give up. That sounds very defeating. It sounds like, oh my gosh, he's not going to make it. But really, I want to talk about the fact that I've given up. And here's what I've given up. And I've shared this on here before, so I won't be laborious on this. But I want to give some scripture background. So for those of you listening, I want to share this with you. It's just a three learnings that, that we're getting out of this sabbatical, although there's millions of them at this point. But here it is. It's a declaration. I give up my right to be offended. Now, I shared this on a couple of broadcasts. So, I mean, this isn't brand new, but I, I want to reiterate because I'm the kind of guy that I don't get anything the first or second time. I need repetition. Most of us do. And I remember hearing, we were watching a, a show called Holy Ghost or something by um, Darren. Mm, mm. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. You know who I'm talking about? Yes. 
And uh, he was interviewing Michael W. Smith. And Michael W. Smith made a couple of statements, but he said one of the things he's endeavored to do for the rest of his life is that he will he is endeavored to never be offended again. This is a guy who's been in the music business for 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's saying, I I am endeavoring to never be offended he said that again. On the, the Jesus movie. It was one of those. Yeah. I mean, it was okay. that. It was in that same it, vein. Yeah. And so I heard we heard Pastor Bill Johnson, who we have high respect, high honor for, say this. He says, I give up, I'm giving I gave up my right to be offended. And so I just morphed that into my own wording. I give up my right to be offended. And and I have to I have to keep that in front of me. Mm-hmm. So I want to give a couple of scriptures on that and then we'll move on because I want you to hear a couple of others. Matthew 13, 21, listen to this. Yet he has no root in himself, in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises or offense arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. Remember, that's the context mm-hmm. of the four soils. And he's saying that whenever persecution arises, immediately he falls away. And that's so true. Sometimes we're doing really good, and then offense comes, and it just takes us out. Mm-hmm. It tanks us. Mm-hmm. Uh, knocks us off. It we does. get off the rails, it right? It does. It yeah. does. Because we end up... And what it, do, eats, it eats I was going to say, to where, what, what do we do yes, with it? Yes, and, and it causes so much stress in our bodies, and then we start eating improperly. We start thinking improperly. Oh, our minds go crazy. Yes. We spin out. We spin And out. we spin up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another verse, Matthew 18, 21, I love this. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. And what he's acting, didn't even say he's asked for forgiveness, Mm -hmm. did it? No. So he's like, "If, if a brother sins against me this many times, what do I do? He says, uh, you forgive him, period. And actually, 70, 77 times is a perfect number, and it literally means infinity. Mm-hmm. So you, there is no limit to our extending grace, mercy, forgiveness to others. Another scripture, last one, Ephesians 4, 31, 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. you. Mm-hmm. There it is. I give up my right to be offended. And here's the thing, family. I mean, anyone, anyone who's been wronged, there'll be 15 people as you walk away from the cross of Jesus Christ. As you leave, as you move away, there'll be 15 or 20 people patting you on the back saying, you have every right to be offended. And the only reason why we tell people about our offense is we want to get them on our side so they can see we're right and they're wrong. It's called validation. Exactly. And it's it's wrong. And that's where I want to really grow as a Christian. It's all about the flesh, right? Yes. Yes. So so what we're doing, and I want to encourage you to do this, make this declaration. I would write this down. I give up my right to be offended. 
Now, at first, <laughs> you go, well, if I say that, I'm afraid I'm going to be tested. You're going to oh, be, be tested anyway. Yeah, no <laughs> matter what, because we, we, we live in a fallen world. Bingo. We live in a down world. Mm-hmm. We're living up in a down world. So right. one of the ways we live up in this down world. Is do the opposite exactly. of what the world does. Bingo. Boom, girl, you get a jelly bean. <laughs> awesome. All right. Second declaration. So that was one we've already talked about, but I feel like it's good to bring it back up just as a reminder. But another declaration is this. Number two, I give up my right to withhold encouragement. How many times have you had this inkling? I call them, we call them God taps. Mm-hmm. A, a, a God pause moment where you feel like I should reach out to so-and-so. I haven't heard from so-and-so in a while. I hope they're okay. I should text them. I should call them, whatever. I should email, whatever. But we don't do it. And in our mind, we justify that we sort of did because we thought about them. But good wishes and good thoughts and good intentions don't And you never know. That person may have needed what you had to say right then, and you could have given up that opportunity. I reached out to somebody just this morning with something that was on my heart, an encouragement. I reached out to them. They wrote me back almost immediately and said, thank you. I've been going through a difficult, a rough, was their words. Mm-hmm. I've been going through a rough time. This is timely. And that that was a confirmation mm-hmm. from the Lord. You heard me. And so I've been trying to be very mindful of that. I've limited my reach right now simply because we're on sabbatical. So I'm not like just blasting out texts and emails. But I have a handful of people that are in my orbit that I continue to reach out to and encourage. Dear friend of mine, Mark Berry, I'm so excited for Mark. Mark went in. Mark's my age. We were both guitar players in a rock band, a Christian rock band in college back at Howard Payne University back in the mid-'80s. We both were dueling lead guitar players. We wrote a lot of music together, had a lot of fun just touring and playing music. And we've stayed friends close friends. He lives in Phoenix, Arizona, and he was diagnosed. He went in and he had his colonoscopy, you know, we're both 61 and, uh, it came back bad. They said, you've got, we've, we've removed polyps where we think there may be a problem. Went into an oncologist who did the test They came back and said it was cancerous and that they, they may need to look at radiation or what's the other one? Chemo. Chemo. And so they were talking about what to do. They removed these polyps at the time. They also disconnected his colon and did some. Yeah, he's had a yeah a bag and all the colon, all that stuff. It's called colostomy. That. So he's having to deal with that right now. And this dude is like an entrepreneur. He's got businesses. He's he's an amazing guy. And all of a sudden, he's like incapacitated because of this. And they're saying so. They did all the blood work, and I've been walking with him and texting him every other day saying, give me an update, Mark. How are things? How are you feeling? How's your heart through this? He has been doing great. He's been praying. I've been praying with him. He just wrote me back today. Can I read the text? Sure. He even said, please share this story. I, I want people to know how good God is. Wow. He said, uh, <laughs> he said, good morning, bro. Thank you for that. And it's something I sent this morning. Encouragement again. I, I gave up my right to withhold encouragement he said, that's sermon material right there. He said, I would appreciate your prayers this afternoon because I have an appointment at 2 p.m. to go over my blood work. If it comes back clean, then I won't need any kind of treatment. Thank you again. I hope you all are doing well, blah, blah, blah. And he says, I just had my doctor's appointment. This is later today. 
to go for my blood work, which is a determining factor if I was going to need treatment or not. And they said that my blood work was clean. Wow. So thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Wow. I said, I have been praying for you. And boom, there it is. I'm so happy for you, brother. Now you can move forward and leave this behind. He said, Yes, and I would love it if you could use my testimony in a sermon sometime. Wow. The fact that I was diagnosed and completely clean within five weeks is nothing short of a miracle. Miracle. God is awesome. I want to thank you and your wife for your prayers. Wow. And uh, he's got a a corrective surgery on September 7th to take care of that colostopy and get Mm -hmm. everything back, and he'll be back back to normal. Wow. Praise God. God. Wow. Go. Yay, Jesus. (laughs) Yay, God. And uh, yeah, just one of those things. And so, again, I've just chosen not to withhold encouragement. And so I've been reaching out to people. First Thessalonians 5.11, therefore, encourage one One another another. and build one another up. I love that. Yes. Encourage one another. Build each other. The word encourage literally means to inspire courage. courage. So when we encourage someone, it inspires courage within them. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. We talked about this earlier today. We feel like, and we're listening to a lot of great teachers who believe we're in the last of the last days. I'm not ever going to try to calculate times, <laughs> seasons, so, or so to speak. But yet Jesus said, be aware, be mindful. Be vigilant. Yeah. Keep your eyes open. Mm-hmm. And so um, encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So the last one, and, and I want some comments from you on this because this is, this has really been powerful for me. We, we heard this was spawned by some of what we've been listening to, what we've been growing through during our sabbatical. Number three. So that last one was I give up my right to withhold encouragement. Number three is this. I want to encourage you. You should write this down. I give up my right to not take responsibility. All right. Got to think through that. This is a thinker a little bit. I give up my right to not take responsibility. You know, the word responsibility, you can hyphenate the word responsibility. Think about that for a second. Responsibility. And what it is, what responsibility is, it's the God-given ability to respond in a Christ-like and biblical manner. I want to read that again because I think that's important. Responsibility, the God-given ability to respond in a Christ-like and biblical manner. As followers of Christ, we've been given, we've been empowered and given the ability to respond rightly, to respond biblically, to respond as Christ would respond because Christ in us, the hope of glory, lives. And so I give up my right to not take responsibility. Here's another way to say it. I have the ability to respond to injustice, sin, unrighteousness, and immorality. What I'm not talking about is jumping on your computer and, and crushing, crushing everything, everything out there on social media or, or getting your opinion out there in a sea of opinions because it's just more noise. It's more static. It, it, it goes nowhere. 
I'm talking about to intelligently address real issues, not by reacting, but by responding. When we react, we're in the flesh. Mm-hmm. When we respond, we can be in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Does that sound, does that yes. resonate with you? No, yeah, absolutely. Um, because I think, you know, it's hard because we tend to, when we see injustice in some way, we tend to um, react to the situation exactly. instead of respond rightly. And so it's where, you know, it's like what our moms used to say, put your thinking caps on. <laughs> well, put your thinking caps on before you speak and say something intelligibly and not just say something that's from the flesh. Right. And what would, you know, I mean, God, I mean, Jesus, I mean, he, he was in the temple. He was upset because they were gambling in the in the temple and and he... He responded rightly, and I mean, he was angry, um, but he didn't sin. There's a difference. He didn't react. He responded. He responded, and um, but I, I do believe that we are so quick to react, and we don't think before we respond. Um, so much of the times, especially as Christians, what are our values? What are our values? What are God's values? Are our values lining up with God's values? Go. And are we are we using honey? You know what I'm saying? That, yes, yes. What's, what's that um, that saying? You you know it. Um, come on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, honey um, attracts. I know. I can't that. think of what it is, but you know what I'm saying. It's it's don't come in the spirit of um, this uh, aberration where you're just abhorring things. It's it's the way you come coming in anger, coming in indignation, indignation. Yes, it's a it's a whole different spirit that you come in. It's a spirit of love. Yes, I'm going to take. I'm going to. I'm going to take my ability to respond. And I'm going to speak into a situation mm-hmm. that is has to do with sin, unrighteousness, injustice, or immorality. Mm-hmm. What's happened is for Christians, we've been marginalized and silenced because we're not out there beating some kind of drum. But it's time. I talked about this in a sermon right before the sabbatical called Take a Stand. Mm-hmm. It's going to be another sermon called I Give Up. <laughs> I'm giving up my right to uh, not take responsibility. So when we take responsibility, a lot of times when we, okay, think about how we say it. Oh man, that person took responsibility for what they said, or they're a responsible person because they show up on time. But, but to truly take responsibility means I, I act upon the enablement of the Holy Spirit and the God-given ability to speak into, not react, but to respond well, to think well, Mm -hmm. to respond intelligently and spiritually and biblically into a situation, which means government, big tech, big pharma, everything that's going on in our world, education, um, food industry, all the things that are spinning out right now, government, local, state, federal. We need to be showing up at meetings. We need to be 
responding, not reacting. We need to be responding because we've been given the ability to do so. Exactly. So I give up my right to not take responsibility, which means it's time to take a stand, stand up and say what needs to be said in love. In love, not in anger, not in protest, but in love. Exactly. And that is what you're talking about, where honey will get you a lot further than vinegar. Exactly. There you go, honey. But what is that saying? I can't, <laughs> I can't remember, remember the saying. I can't remember the exact saying. Write I'm us sure in I and was, tell us what we're completely yes, botching I'm here. I'm sure but, I was told that as a child. But I know exactly what you're saying. You're going to mm-hmm. attract a lot more with honey than you will with vinegar. vinegar. Yes. A lot more flies or whatever. I think we had to do with flies. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, a um, couple of scriptures here. Ephesians 5.11, listen to this. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Mm. Boom. You know, as you're talking about this, this is what Steve Berger, this is his. Oh, Pastor Steve. His whole. Love him out of Nashville. Passion right now is is exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it's exposing the and, darkness and, and he speaking is up And really taking a stand. And he yeah. said it's time for churches, for pastors to stand up and not acquiesce to the culture and become like everybody else. We have got to be set apart from the culture because we're Christians. We're supposed to be set apart. We're not supposed to look like everybody else. What I'm really thankful for is we have a group of parents, moms, here in our community of Fredericksburg, Texas. That are doing that. Who are standing up Mm -hmm. and they're getting castigated in the newspaper, getting castigated by, anyway, I'm not even going to go into details. But it's worldly people. It's people who, but there, some people say they're Christians, but mm-hmm. it's, it has to do with pornography in the libraries. That's just part of it. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot broader exactly. s- stroke than that, but that's one thing. And I'm so proud of Tracy and Tara and that, that group of women, Andrea and others who have stepped up, Jeannie. Or, yeah, yeah. Nancy. Nancy. Hank. I mean, so many have stepped up and said, Enough's enough. Mm-hmm. We're tired of what you're feeding our children. You know what's interesting is some of these people that are standing up don't even have children and may have never had children. And yet their heart for cause. the next generation. Yes. It's not even about just barking. It's about about taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. They're taking their ability to respond and we're running with it. I'm just so proud of them. Yes. So the next scripture, listen to this. So they're exposing them, the deeds mm-hmm. of darkness. Listen to this. James chapter four, verse seventeen. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Wow. Wow and ouch. Mm-hmm. How many times, I'm just going to be real transparent here, have I sat silent in a meeting or in a group or in a situation only because I didn't want to be the outsider? I didn't want to be the one, the one guy who says, oh, I don't agree with this. But you stay silent because you want people to like you. You're, you're, it's, I'm too nice. People pleaser. Too nice. Instead of going, you know what? This isn't right. And, and here's the thing. I, I really, again, what God's teaching me through the sabbatical is there's a time to speak up mm-hmm. and a time, and you can do it and you can speak the truth in love. And that's really our heart. Mm-hmm. And that's my desire. And so um, coming back into the world out of this hibernation of two months, I will not be the same person. I already know that. And so anyway, that pat, these scriptures have really impacted me. Here's another one, the last one. 
This is Matthew five thirteen. You are the salt of the earth. I was about to use you the word that? salt. Oh yes. You are Definitely. the salt, and we love salt, don't yes. we? Being on the carnivore <laughs> diet, we have a Red new mess. love affair with okay, salt. let's go back. <laughs> you are <laughs> the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Let your light shine, shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Mm-hmm. I love that passage. We're to be salt. <laughs> salt seasons. It preserves, but it's got a little sting to it sometimes. I mean, speak the truth in love. Mm-hmm. Take response ability. I hope you'll never read that word the same again. I hope you'll never define that word the same again. You have been given by God an ability to respond well and to to respond in a responsible way, if that sounds Mm -hmm. funny, double negative there, but that's what it's about. So anyway, I hope you're encouraged. Are you encouraged in that? Is Chevy encouraged? That's what I really want (laughs) to know. He's crashed out in your lap again. So as we land the plane, I've got some thanks to say. We've had such a great response and I want to, I want to pull some of these up and say thank you to some of our dear friends. In fact, I'll just read some of these comments. Um, I'm going to start down here with Skippy. Skippy. This is on Fountain Writes. Wow. Not only do you say, no, wait. He says, keep it going. Exclamation point and, and a, and a striper boost of all things. So I've got to do a striper boost. Thank you, Adam, the Podfather Curry, for the for the file, the striper file. By the way, I love striper back in the day. Do. So yeah, so good guitar player. So um, and then Adam, the Podfather Curry, comes in with another uh, striper boost of seventy-seven thousand seven hundred and seventy-seven sats. <laughs> and he says, "This wow! Not only do you sound wonderfully peaceful and rested, Aww. that's my favorite compliment." It- that made and me feel we, good. We were really up. I mean, and we we had a we lot thought we of had energy. a lot of energy, but yet we were very rested yes. and very peaceful. He says the sound quality of this remote recording <laughs> is outstanding in all caps, which makes me super happy. Congrats on another great episode and love from Amsterdam because they were in Amsterdam when he yes. did it. So I have to just do this. Mm. <laughs> I love these pads. I know you do. I know. I know. Goofball. Uh, from a user who did not uh, put their name in here, it says, so happy you got away. Heading to see, oh, wait, this has got to be, this has got to be Julie Hipple. Um, what? I get that right? Hold on. I have no idea what you're saying. It's somebody from our church. So happy you got away. Heading to Seaside with my daughter tomorrow for a few days. Julie Herbert? Yes. Thank okay. you, Hipple. Herbert. I'm like, who? Sorry, Julie. So yeah, but it's not on this particular. Okay. And she gave a thousand sats, and we are so thankful for that. Thank you for doing that, and I hope you had a wonderful time with your uh, daughter. Seaside is that what she yeah, said? Yeah, Seaside. That's that's Destin. Destin. Yeah. yeah, right down the street, uh, right from where it. we were. Beautiful. Somebody named the Keeper. Who could Wonder that who be? That is Tina Curry. Tina. Which Tina, is, they're coming back this weekend. I know. We miss so them. I'm so ready for them to be back. I miss them and I miss Phoebe. And so I'm ready for Phoebe. the Currys to I be home Tina and my and little Adam, girlfriend, miss- Phoebe. She's not that little. She's like 118 pounds, yes. but she's still my girl. So anyway, I miss them. We miss them. Yes. And we've been getting tons of pictures. Every day we're talking. 
Wow. We have not missed a day I ever. I don't it's think. It's hard to not have yes. a spirit of envy. But anyway, <clears throat> 25,000 sats. Thank you, Tina. She says this, you have the remote location recording down. No excuses. The roadcaster must always be packed on recording days. <laughs> Another great podcast. Love you too. And what do we say? Oh, we love you we back. Love you, back love you sure. more. <laughs> and then the last one was Jesse wrote this. Jesse Workshop. Try, oh, this is, you're going to love this. Try, must have heard our carnivore conversation. Oh, Try making a liver jerky. No, thank you. <laughs> you love liver. I don't. I wrote Jesse back and said, I think from Miss Annette, that'll be a, a Dame Annette, that'll be a hard no. No. Try making liver jerky. Mm. We slice ours up, season with salt, pepper, garlic, and dehydrate it. If you don't like it, they also make great dog treats. <laughs> Chevy would okay, probably love it. I'd, the smell alone would... Speaking of food, we need to land the plane on this. I do have one, a couple of letters, um, beautiful, just a couple of beautiful things. So let me, let me find this. This, I love this. This is from uh, one of our dear, dear, dear friends, um, Peggy, Peggy Peggy Layden. Peggy, we love you so much. She wrote this. Hi guys. So glad to hear that you are at the beach and enjoying it. The majesty and the ripples. Also, just wanted to encourage you that I think you made a good decision to not travel abroad during your sabbatical. <laughs> that made me feel better because I was feeling kind of ganged upon. <laughs> that kind of travel is a lot. Love that you are getting lots of deep rest. Can't wait to hear what pours from your teaching, Jimmy. Aww. Me too. I can't wait to get I back. I can't either. I'm kind of tromping at the bit. I know you Obviously. Are. And then we had some, also we had quite a few new people sign up for, to subscribe yes, to, to our, our newsletter. newsletter. So, so those of you listening, subscribe to our newsletter. Go to livingupinadownworld.com. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. What's Chevy doing? No, he's funny. He's so chill. Uh, subscribe to our newsletter. We'll, I put it out every Sunday so that you are reminded that on Monday we'll release our podcast. And so, and then also we got another, just a cool, I love this guy, David Wicker, Sir Bias Grace. Mm. Oh, yes. So pleased to hear you had a favored vacation in our home state. I didn't realize he was from Florida. Looking forward to hearing all about it. I'm an episode behind. Not for show, just want to share below. So listen to what he says. We had a great sermon today. James 4. Brother Jimmy, James the book of James, and your promotion of giving up my right to be offended and call to encourage go hand in hand. The God who spoke in that Old Testament is the same one speaking today. Yes. Stole that from you as well <laughs> to work over here in North Florida. The message is clear. Always really working on praying for those that I'm not in agreement with. Wow, that's KTLD, keep the lid, lid down. down. I love that. <laughs> And then buckets leaking, absolutely. It's a rippling. Let's go. I so love that. Thank you, David. We love you, man. I'll write you back. I hadn't had a chance to do that today. But listen, we got steaks to cook out because we're Ooh. in carnivore lion version. Yes, it's I'm getting, getting late. Hungry I'm hungry. Now. Yes. So we want to say how much we love and yes. appreciate Thank all you of you. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you next week on Living Up in a Down World.